You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after what was one of the finest games for the Braves in the 2022 season, and that ain't hyperbole. It was one of the best pitching performances in Atlanta era, or really franchise history when it comes to strikeouts, and it was Spencer Strider, the man who authored it on this night. A 3-0 win for the Braves over the Rockies. They take the series two out of three, thanks in large part to the efforts of Spencer Strider's historic strikeout night as he sets an Atlanta-era record with 16 punch-outs across his eight innings against the Rockies. A lot to talk about in this episode. We'll get you caught up on what this series was and what it means to the Braves to take two out of three from the Rockies, check in on the NLE standings, and, of course, get you set for the three-game set that will begin against the Miami Marlins on Friday. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you, as always, to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube, and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Because if you are subscribed to those things and you're going to get a lot of Spencer Strider talk, I would say, over the next 24 or so hours. Uh, Jake, I was on hand to see it. I know you were uh, glued to the television as well. This was one of the best pitching performances you'll ever see. And when it comes to strikeouts, Spencer Strider is making his name known across all of Major League Baseball. I've been saying it for a while now. <clears throat> Whenever we preview when he comes up, he's must-see TV. Yeah. And that was certainly the case tonight. I mean, you, you just couldn't take your eyes off of it. And to me, it reminded me of the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game. I remember watching that as a kid and it was just such a, a dominating performance. You couldn't look away because you just wanted to see what was taking place. And that's how it kind of felt with Spencer Strider on this evening. I mean, he just had that kind of wipeout stuff and threw two pitches. I mean, just completely incredible what he was able to do to that Rockies lineup. I mean, I love watching this guy pitch, and certainly uh, he was on his game tonight. He was, and the Braves benefited in that or from that in a big-time way. Still pumping 99 miles an hour in the eighth inning as he got to uh, the John Smoltz record previously held of 15 that he had done twice, uh, once in 1992 against the Expos, and then again in 2005 against the New York Mets. The franchise record of 18 set by Warren Spahn. I don't want to, you know, jump too far ahead with all of the little facts and figures we're going to have and the trivia that goes with this. But Spahn needed 15 innings to strike out those 18 guys. I would say that uh, if the rate had held, that would have Spencer Strider in line for about 30 strikeouts had he had to throw a 15 in the game. Thankfully, that didn't happen. We didn't have to watch 15 innings. But what we did watch was an outstanding baseball game pitched by the Braves' rookie right-hander. Let's talk about game number 132 as the Braves have once again gotten themselves to 30 games over 500. Rockies take this loss, drop to 56-76, and 76, shut out on two hits, no errors, three men left on base. Braves now 81-51, and 51, so they have officially reached the 500 plateau and have 30 games left to really make some noise in the NL East and, of course, secure their spot in the postseason. Three runs, five hits, one error, three men left aboard. Spencer Strider, the winner, 9-4. and four. Chad Cool did not pitch badly. 6-8, and eight, though, on the year as he takes a tough luck loss. Kinley Jansen, a 1-2-3 ninth inning for his 31st save. Game, a very brisk two hours and 23 minutes. 31,203 on hand to see it at Truist Park. And Spencer Strider was the story on this night. Eight innings, two hits, no runs. Jake, 16 strikeouts, of course. That's the Atlanta franchise record, uh, but zero walks. I mean, you can't be much more dialed in than was Spencer Strider on Thursday night against Colorado. 
He was. I mean, it's really incredible. And it's his longest outing of his career as well, which I think, you know, is another just on a night where he's had a bunch of great accomplishments. That's one for me I talked about on the podcast. Really, the next step for him is can he start going deeper in the game? He's been great, but he's typically been, you know, six innings and getting out of there because of his pitch count. But I mean, it was great tonight, obviously. And we saw him go through eight innings again, his longest outing of the career. So I love that. From him, 106 pitches, you know, 79 strikes. And I talked about it being a dominating performance. And when you strike out 16 batters, obviously that's what it is. But you look at the balls put in play, and there weren't many. There were only 11 of them, only one hard hit ball. And that ball was 97.2 miles per hour, and it had a negative eight degree launch angle for an easy ground out. So, I mean, just it was that dominating. Even the balls that were put into play weren't hit hard. And we're easy outs. I mean, I think this, like you said, started this off the best pitching performance we've seen from a raised pitcher all year long. Yeah, absolutely tremendous. One of the best you've seen in the Atlanta era. So from 1966 on, that's when we're talking about the record of 15 strikeouts set by John Smoltz in 1992 against the Expos and tied by John Smoltz again in 2005. That's a Hall of Famer. He did that twice. When you think about all the pitchers, whether it's Phil Necro or Greg Maddox, or Tom Glavin, or John Smoltz, or go on down the list. But those are some Hall of Fame names that jump right off the page when you think about Atlanta Braves history. Spencer Strider has just surpassed any and all of those men for most strikeouts in a single game. In 1952, it was Warren Spahn striking out 18. He tied at the time the MLB record set by Bob Feller. But again, it took him 15 innings to get it done, and I'm not taking anything away from the winningest left-hander of all time and one of the greatest pitchers who happens to have a statue outside the ballpark I walk past every day. But if your name is being mentioned during your rookie season in the same breath with a couple of Hall of Famers, you are most certainly doing a lot of things right. And Spencer Strider, not just the Braves' fifth starter anymore. We're talking about one of the premier pitchers on the Atlanta staff, and he continues to show you every fifth day that he has the ability to be, as you say, Jake, must-see television. Yeah, I mean, and look, you talk about all the names that he's being mentioned with, and it's the same with Austin Riley on the other side. How many times will we mention him next to Hank Aaron? I mean, when you're doing things like that, it's an incredible season, and we've kind of been talking about it over the last couple of weeks as we gear up for the postseason and what that rotation looks like. And it's night like tonight where I still have people suggesting, do you move him into the, the bullpen? I don't see how you can do that when he does stuff like this. I mean, to me, I think he should be in consideration to start right behind Max Reed. You mentioned John Smoltz, whose franchise record he broke tonight. John Smoltz, one of the best postseason pitchers yes. of all time because he is such a dominating pitcher. And I think Strider, you know, comes from that same pedigree, just a dominating pitcher, which typically plays up in the postseason. I would think you want that out there as much and as long as you can. So, again, you know, a lot will play out in terms of does he wear down? Does he get tired? And I'm sure the Braves will monitor that. But for me, I think at this point, I think he's the number two starter behind Max Fried in a potential postseason rotation. Yeah, and I don't want to get lost in, in what could easily be described as, you know, being a prisoner of the moment or recency bias or what have you. There are 30 games left in the season, and as Brian Snicker often says, these things have a way of working themselves out, and the Braves do have options when it comes to their postseason rotation. But we're not in the postseason quite yet, and there is time ahead for Spencer Strider to continue to add to his resume and make a very good case to be starting a postseason game for the Braves if it's in that wild card round, that would certainly be something I feel like he has earned or more than earned at this point. And then once you get into the formats that involve five and or seven games, 
then you're talking about, I think, the opportunity for this guy to continue to make an impact. But we're going to put all the postseason talk over to the side. But here in the regular season, Spencer Strider now fourth in the National League in strikeouts with 174 of those. And he's done this in way less innings pitched than the leaders. The current National League leader, of course, is Corbin Burns, who's closing in on 200. But he has thrown, I believe, 50 more innings than has Spencer Strider to this point. So that just goes to tell you, when it comes to Ks per nine, nobody's doing it better than Spencer Strider. And he has a chance to get to 200 strikeouts on the season. That's something that you don't see too terribly often for Braves pitchers. Charlie Morton, I believe, last year was the most recent to do it. But prior to that, it had been a hot minute since the Braves had 200 strikeouts in a season. And Spencer Strider could get there in so far fewer innings than anybody in the franchise's history. And I know Braves Stats, Paul on Twitter, put out the fewest innings pitched in a 200-strikeout season in MLB history is 147 and one-third by Chris Sale in 2019, so not that long ago. Spencer Strider now has 174 strikeouts. He's done it in 114 and two-thirds innings. That's 33 nearly uh, fewer innings than Chris Sale. If you give Spencer Strider 33 more innings, I have a feeling like he can knock out the 26 more strikeouts he needs, Jake. Yeah, I mean, that caper nine would would tell you that's a pretty good bet there. And again, I know I keep looking forward, you know, talking about the future, and I just can't help it because I think about the rookie of the year race, and a lot of people have been handing it to Michael Harris, and rightfully so. But if there's ever been a time for co-rookie of the year, both of these guys just so deserving what they've done. But I think Spencer Strider making a strong case for that, especially he gets to that 200 strikeout mark, which is a big mark in today's game. You don't see a lot of pitchers get there, and you don't see any pitcher get there in as few as innings Mm -hmm. as what Spencer Strider has a chance to do it at. Yeah, it's an absolutely amazing storyline to watch, and Spencer Strider's dominance was the story of the night on Thursday. We'll talk a little bit about the Braves' offense and, of course, check in on the Mets, who did beat the Dodgers on Thursday night to keep Atlanta at bay in the NL East. Before we do, though, I want to remind you, as always, Coffee AM is the official sponsor of the Braves' postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster, and if you go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today, you can take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Coffee AM, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Very small batch of runs for the Braves, but uh, very impressive as far as power is concerned. Once again, you brought up Austin Riley a little bit earlier. Home run number 33 of the year for him. He's got another month to add to what he has just matched, which was the career high 33rd bomb. He matches last year's breakout season total. That got the Braves on the board. Michael Harris, the second, his 14th home run of the season. And he is now closing in on the most home runs by a rookie. Or he already has it right now, but he could match it. Austin Riley hit 18 home runs back in 2019. That's the most recent, you know, most home runs by an Atlanta rookie. And Michael Harris is making a run on that with a month left to go. So uh, Michael's coming off a tremendous month of August. I think he might win NL Rookie of the Month yet again. A couple of guys with some big hits, big home runs that uh, proved to be the runs that Spencer Strider needed to pick up this win with Kenley Jansen slamming the door. Not a lot of offense for the Braves in this series, just eight runs scored, but they've proven they can win games like this. And that's what's so great about this Braves team. They can win with the offense. They can win with pitching and, and just a little bit of offense. And that's certainly what they've done these past two games. And the swing by Michael Harris, just Oof. so impressive to me. When he started to swing at that pitch, in my mind, you know, thinking along as the game's going, I thought, oh, he just jammed himself. And he's able to get those hands inside that ball and rip it out. I mean, a no doubter to right center. That, to me, is just incredible. And just the adjustments he's made. And 
Uh, like they're talking about the broadcast and the broadcast tonight, I thought was incredible. Brian McCann out there and the guests mm-hmm. they had come in was a lot of fun to watch. But they were talking about, you know, some of the adjustments they had made with Michael Harris swing and the fact that he's able to do that at 21 years old, trying to adjust in the big leagues on the fly like that. I mean, the kid is just beyond impressive. You know, that's why I mentioned you talk about Strider and how great he's been. I think they're both very deserving, you know, whoever comes away with NL rookie of the year. But I just thought that swing was just so impressive that he was able to turn on that fastball that was in and crush it out to right center for a no doubter. I mean, uh, just what an incredible, incredible season he's had. He just continues to add to it. And for Michael Harris, 109.9 miles per hour off the bat. That's only his fourth hardest hit home run. So that just lets you know when this kid gets a hold of one, it's going to go a long way. 437 feet. It landed over the Braves bullpen out in right center. It added to what was an early lead set up by Austin Riley with his 33rd home run. And again, it was just enough runs on the night that Spencer Strider was absolutely dominant. As far as the Mets were concerned, they were able to do exactly what they needed to do against the best team in the National League. That's take two out of three from the L.A. Dodgers as they picked up a win on Thursday. Atlanta remains three games back in the NLE standings as a result. So the Braves did take two out of three from the Rockies. That loss on Tuesday, it still feels like it might sting just a little bit, but Atlanta's got to turn the page. They won another series. They've got the Miami Marlins rolling into town for the weekend with Sandy Alcantara waiting for them on Friday night. We'll get you set up for that game in just a moment. But I want to remind you, if you're out with friends and a few drinks becomes a few too many and you decide to drive anyway, thinking what's the worst that could happen, don't find out. Drive sober or get pulled over. That's brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Uh, Game one against the Marlins. This opens up a three-game weekend series. Charlie Morton, 6-5 and on the season. Sandy Alcantara, 12-6. and I think he's probably the odds-on favorite for the NL Cy Young this year. He has more complete games than I believe any team in the majors, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Either way, it's a whole bunch of complete games, and that's something we don't see a lot of. And we don't want to see one of those on Friday night, I would imagine. No, it's going to be a tough series for the Atlanta Braves. They faced Alcantara on Friday, Edward Cabrera on Saturday, who's been fantastic, and Pablo Lopez in the finale. So the Braves offense has not been clicking on all cylinders the past three or four games, and now they go up against three really tough pitchers. So it's going to be a difficult matchup for the Atlanta Braves. Certainly one they win. They've proven they can pitch head-to-head with the best out there, but uh, should be a very tough weekend for them, but hopefully they can come away with a series win. Hopefully they get some help from some other teams as far as the Mets go because uh, schedule is about to get really soft, and they're certainly going to need it. Yeah, the Mets only going to see one more 500 club before they meet the Braves to close the month of September and open up October and that's the Milwaukee Brewers, and that's not going to happen, I believe, for a couple of weeks. So the schedule is going to be very soft for the New York Mets. The Braves, meanwhile, they do have a few games against opponents under 500, but they've also got, as Jake just mentioned, some very tough pitching matchups against the Marlins. They're going to have to go out west, which includes a stop in Seattle against a very good Mariners club, as well as the San Francisco Giants club that I think would have no problem with wanting to play spoiler a bit for the Braves as they come down the stretch in September. Then, oh, by the way, you got seven meetings with the Philadelphia Phillies that you've got to contend with at some point over the month of September as well, all sprinkled in there. So lots of challenges ahead, but it all starts on Friday night with one of the best pitchers in baseball, Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Marlins. Charlie Morton gunning for win number seven for the Braves as the Braves and Marlins open up their three-game series this weekend at Truist Park. As always, we appreciate you joining us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, it was a great night for Atlanta behind Spencer Strider's record-setting 16-strikeout performance and a 3-0 shutout win 
over at the Colorado Rockies. We look forward to coming to you again right here on the Braves Postcast very soon. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you next time. So long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 